So last night, I... Hey, wait, you're jumping in with that already? I wanted to go first today. Okay, fine, you go first. All right. Um, just because this is off the beaten path, I think of what we wanted to talk about. You've been following the news today? Um, not really. So have you heard anything about the dangers of vaping? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Juul, J-U-L, and all that, and people are dying. Yeah, so yep. apparent, yeah, apparently uh, it, it might even be up to seven people are dying, um, but apparently there are 450 ish cases of these weird lung diseases uh guess what's coming out from the white house this afternoon about uh flavored e-cigarettes i don't know what bob the uh white house is uh banning the sale and or distribution of flavored e-cigarettes and flavored vape juices because we've tragically lost seven individuals and have 450 plus others with weird lung diseases. Uh, so go ahead, ask why I'm bringing this up. Bob, <laughs> why are you bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because a couple episodes we ago, we talked about gun safety and gun technology. And uh, we didn't start talking about that because, you know, seven people have been injured by uh, guns in our country. It's literally thousands and thousands each year. And uh, our politicians seem to be able to not do a damn thing about it, which is weird. So I just thought it was very ironic, maybe sad, tragic, uh, that we have a White House commenting on cigarette e-cigarette vaping deaths in single digits, and they're banning them. So Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> took, a, took a beating on Twitter, I don't know if you remember, a few weeks ago one of the shootings and he said, well, you know, compared to other medical conditions, it's actually very small kind of took a, I don't know if you remember the tweet and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. I've seen that come out before. Like that's one of the statistically one speaking of the arguments, you know, yes. blah, blah, blah. So a few things, a few thoughts. Um, the cigarette industry has been around for a long time and we've known about in, in non vaping cigarettes and how much they can contribute to killing. So it is interesting that suddenly a, a number of young people or whatever age they are have died attributed to e-cigarettes, and you've gotten such a quick reaction. I guess that's where you were going at with this. And yeah, and it does no, no discussions strange. of a technology solution for e-cigarettes. Just nope, we're going to ban the flavored ones because they're bad. Which is it? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. Um, I feel like, and this is gonna make me sound like Neil deGrasse Tyson a little bit, except he's way cooler, way hipper, way richer. I'm sure. Seven doesn't sound. Do you like think a, maybe he might be a he might be a tiny bit smarter too? Oh no, he's a bunch more smarter. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just left that one off the list. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize. Yeah, I guess that's his like you know. That's what makes Neil Neil, right? Um, so, and I use this first name like we're bros, and we're totally not. I uh, wish we were. Uh, anyway, so seven doesn't seem like a very actionable number, if you will. Seven, you know, compared to, say, regular traditional cigarettes might seem like a statistical rounding error, right? 
Right. Like even like apples to apples ish, you know, with cigarette to cigarette. Right. Yeah. It just seems, it, it makes me want to put on my tinfoil hat a little bit and think maybe all this, uh, all this negative coverage that the electronic cigarette market is getting might be driven by uh, the old big tobacco. <laughs> well, Bob, ask me why, what I think is going on. <laughs> Kevin, tell me what you think's going on here. <laughs> well, thanks, Bob. Thanks for asking. You're so kind. Um, <laughs> I think it comes down to money, <laughs> as usual. So maybe the Don isn't on the take yet for any sort of e-cigarette. He's, he and his cronies are definitely on the take for the gun industry. So why would you ban that? I mean, it's going to hurt business, right? And um, maybe right. maybe Big Tobacco, also known as pretty much just Philip Morris anymore these days, right? Maybe uh, maybe they got uh, some memberships at uh, certain golf clubs around uh, the world. And yeah, they're like, hey, if you want us to keep paying this membership, you're going to need to help us out here because that vape thing... It's actually pretty popular. It's kind of catching on. And, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right, Bob? Well, (laughs) you have people talking about, you know, like raising the tinfoil hat queries, but not coming out and saying it because, you know, one of the things that always comes out as part of the lead is, you know, electronic cigarettes were actually developed to get people off of tobacco and have been quite successful. And then they're like, Hmm. <laughs> right. Oh shit! It's working. Uh, so full disclosure, I don't know anything about vaping. I was actually thinking the other day. I'm like, do I know anyone who actually smokes? And I had to really think hard. I, f- I found a few in my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, so and so does. But you know, when you and I were much younger, 20 years younger, it would have been real difficult to be able to say you know, something that what I just did, which is, hmm, do you know anyone that smokes? You'd be, be, of course, like, hell yeah, like half the people I know smoke or more, right? At least, I was going to say, I feel like non-smokers back then were almost the minority, so. I remember growing up. At least that's what it appeared. I remember growing up in the 80s and going to McDonald's and they had ashtrays, you know, at McDonald's because you could smoke at McDonald's. Now I I think back and go, wow, wow, we've really changed and for the better because I think smoking is quite disgusting and it's it's addictive and it's predatory and all the bad things so of course when i think of vaping i'm like oh yeah well it's you know seems better i mean maybe it is maybe it isn't and then you know these headlines it seemed like this vaping thing kind of came out of nowhere not saying there's i'm not at all conspiracy it's probably all shit too i mean you're putting things in your lungs that are unnatural so um yeah who knows but uh, it for me it seems like a case of people with big money are posturing and calling in favors and the create headlines, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to get that off my chest cause it was a little frustrating. So, uh, you actually had a different, uh, plan. So, and, uh, and, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. And now for something completely different. You are listening to the Bob and Kevin show with Bob Beatty bar and Kevin Gishewski. Each week, we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. (laughs) That's my segue. 
So there I am doing my usual weekday wind down, sitting on the couch, flipping through Netflix. And I see this show and it, I'm like, oh, what is this? I don't know. It's called Better Than Us. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a documentary. Turns out it's not a documentary. So I click on it. And there's many episodes. There's like 12 episodes. So I'm like, oh, it's cool. It starts out with this boy. Is it just one season or is it going to be multiple seasons? I think it was just dropped. It's got 2019 um, right here. I'm looking at it on Netflix. But I'm going to describe it because there's kind of a, oh, really? So... It start- but no spoilers in this description, though, right? Like no. this is the printed description of. Well, okay. no, no, no. Um, this is a this isn't a spoiler, but it's a it, it's a word of caution for you. So, I'm watching the opening scenes, and it's a boy speaking in Russian with English subtitles. I'm like, okay, I'm reading. I'm like, oh, this looks intriguing. Then I start seeing actors' names, like come across the screen, or, or what would look like actors names and it's all in Cyrillic and I'm like no nah, can't be so like the opening credits the opening credits are all in Russian and I'm like huh interesting alright cool and then they get into the show the whole show is in Russian it is not in English well that is not necessarily super intriguing from my point of view hey this is why I bring you information Bob but I've made it through three episodes and I'm hooked I'm like, this is good. But you said I would love it. Yes, because let me read the tagline. A family on the brink of splitting up become the owners of a cutting-edge robot being sought by a corporation, homicide investigators, and terrorists. So. Oh, I'm in. Yep, it's got terrorists. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Um, I, was in a, I was in a robot. Well, trying not to spoil it too much, but this is, as I described it to you, is... Uh, Ex Machina, the TV show, because yeah, uh, and then this is a spoiler, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for forgiveness. It it has to do with robots, and they're all sex bots. And really, yes. Oh, that's why you said I would totally be. This into is it. totally oh, why. Like so this was made for Bob, <laughs> and I know that sounds like, you know, like uh, is Bob a weirdo? No, Bob's not a weirdo. We. Bob and I have talked on occasion. Well, Bob still might be a weirdo, but well, that's fine. <laughs> he, he's he's my kind of weirdo. <laughs> so um, we've we've talked on occasion about, gosh, you know, the the adult film industry, the sex industry with tech have driven a lot of mainstream technology, and you and I have kind of offline kind of joked about you know this budding industry of sex robots and what the heck and so i'm not saying we go full on into this topic today but i just wanted to at least give you a primer that this exists on netflix and i'm like wow it's in russian so it's like oh well but i tell you what the production value really, it's a hundred percent in russian it's a hundred percent russian percent and um God. so full disclosure though, i've watched in the entire uh show called dark on netflix and it's completely in german i have watched another show and i it's eluding me the name it's completely in norwegian and i've contemplated and i've tried listening in english because i don't know these freaking languages and i don't like it in english i would rather hear the original oh it's got an alternate a lot of these does it have the alternate language track? A lot of these shows do. I didn't check this one because of the two previous foreign TV shows that I watched. I ended up going back to the original language 
because you get a much better production quality there. And then I just have to read the subtitles. And I'm telling you, after you do it a little bit and, and you start getting sucked into the story, you kind of forget about it. You're kind of like, yeah, whatever. So um, you, right. you can try the like the overdubbing. But the problem with the overdubbing, it you lose a lot of the ambient noise of the room and of the scene. And I don't like it as much. And plus, you know, I want to hear the actor oh. or how it is intended by the director. Right. So I, I so far I recommend it. I'm only three episodes in, you know, so it is what it is. But, oh, man, I'm like this. This show was made for Bob. And I just I, I was so happy because I stumbled on it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell Bob. He, oh, my gosh. He's going to love it. And then, of course, it's all in Russian. I'm like, how, how am I going to break this to him? Because he be like, dude, it's all in Russian. I'm like, I, I know. But yeah, I don't really like to read. <laughs> anyway. When I'm numbing my mind, I don't like to read, but we'll see. So I'll, I'll give at least a one episode college chat. So maybe maybe today's uh, show we uh, we plant the seed and not grow it yet. That in the future we might dance around the technology of the of sex in the adult film industry of how that has really shaped technology and continues to do so, and it seems to be almost the tip of the spear, right? <laughs> you don't like that analogy, do you? The tip of the something, that's for sure. Oh, hell. <laughs> I think I actually have that sound effect, so I'll see if I can lay it in there. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I don't want to go into this today because I do want to prep for this one because this is one that we've actually talked about a lot. And for some reason, we have shied away from it. It sounds like maybe you're uh, warming up to the idea. So, uh, oh, I'm I'm all about it. I just don't want to giggle for sixty minutes straight when, when we're doing it. I can't even get through the. We, yeah, we need a giggle episode after last month's or last week's episode. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, and probably after today. So this today is gonna be kind of light. Probably though. qualifies as our pre-show show. Would you like to do the the regular show show? Yeah, actually, I thought that I would actually drop the show music in earlier and we would just... Oh, so this so is the show the, show. I think we're kind of in the show show already. Okay. So I don't think we have to do the, hey, what are we talking about today? All right. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll see if anybody comments that we didn't do that. Okay. But there will be a show open. Just won't be the whole, hey, what are we talking about? Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at the Bob and Kevin show? Well, first... You can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. But I guess we are talking about a handful of things today. And uh, of course, I jotted down my notes on my other machine. So um, yeah. where were we going to go after the TV Oh, series? I gotcha. So, um, oh, I got one. I got yeah. one. You did TV series. I got one. Uh, Apple, new uh, tech. <laughs> okay. Air quotes. Air quotes. New tech yesterday. Um, 
I think it was what Tuesday, Tuesday, September 10th. Not that I like putting dates in here, but uh, Apple unveiled this year's. Oh, really quick though, did you realize that? Or I think I asked you this on Slack. Do you realize that they do new phones every September? I, not officially, but in my mind, it yeah, that sounds right. For some reason, I thought it was every other September. But anyway, so um, they announced their new phones. Well, in addition, they announced two new subscription services or elaborated more on one of their new subscription services. Announced a new one, went over some iPad stuff, went over some Apple Watch stuff, and uh, went ended with the uh, iPhone. And the It's the iPhone 11, shocker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that a shocker? We've talked about this. Yep. Uh, so, so one of the th- I have a lot of takeaways from from yesterday. Number one is every September, as you say, iPhones are released. I look at it as let's troll Apple Day, because because <laughs> <laughs> clearly my cynicism comes out on Twitter in full effect. Like, oh, hey, we're Apple. We're using recycled aluminum. We're using all solar. We're such a green company. And then also Apple. We also make it impossibly difficult to fix your own phone and we basically want you to upgrade every September and therefore but we'll say you can recycle that device what the hell are they doing with it it sure as hell isn't going back out to like mainstream population right i don't think they can even recycle the precious metals i don't think do those have recycled value or the rare earth the rare earth elements that they use in the development of those phones? i don't know I'm, I'm no expert but there was a lot of good tweet memes out there like the one that really got me is uh people were saying that the three camera lenses uh are are triggering people's tryptophobia which is the fear of three circles um is it just three or is it any it could be dang it we need we need an intern bob um we need a real one the robot one's not really doing so no he he's actually uh, (laughs) offline at the moment um so um but I, then I saw another one where basically the entire back of an iPhone was nothing but lenses. And it's like the bug eye. The version. new iPhone 15. Exactly. Yeah, the new iPhone 15, all lenses. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, these are great. I mean, there was a couple cool things. I like I like video part of it. That, that kind of turned me on. But I'm thinking, you know what? They they make their solid state memory out of unicorn entrails or something because they charge so much and give so little memory I just look at all these cool features and go, and yeah, this is just a quick way to fill up your phone again, right? Yeah, because the hard drive spaces haven't changed for a while, right? You've got your 64, your 128, and your 256. I think that's where they cap out. So um, if you're talking about three streams, because if you talk about, we're, we're jumping into the Pro model now, but if you're jumping into the Pro model with three streams of 4K at 60 frames per second, that is a shit ton of data yeah it is and so they push their iCloud for everything and one of their spiels or one of their pivots and I don't know if they officially said this but I think they've hit market saturation or a a level of market saturation a plateau if you will for hardware so they're like fuck what are we gonna do how do we keep this money train going somebody raises their hand go what if we sell them a bunch of digital services and Tim Cook's like, you, yes, you've got it. So I think that's their big push right now is that, right? 
Yeah, it's weird that you bring that up because, you know, like iCloud is one of those things, right? You know, we're going to keep making the phones the same size, but hey, we're going to give you cloud-based storage that automatically syncs your device and you can start out with a small package, which is only 99 cents a month. Yep. But you're going to quickly fill that up. And guess what? Uh, You can upgrade to 200 gigabytes, I think, for the family. But then, you know, you talk about five people in there, that's really only 50 or four people in there, that's 50 gig each. And you quickly fill that up, as my family has learned. And then they are like, oh, but for $10 a month, you can get the two terabyte plan. Yeah. But that's $120 a year. And then, and that's just one of their services. Everything, you know, when, when Adobe went to, hey, we're going to do subscription model for all the things you can no longer buy, Photoshop, Creative Suite. Um, the thoughts and opinions of Bob and Kevin of the Bob and Kevin show are exclusively the thoughts of Bob and Kevin and not the thoughts of their employers. Past, present, and probably not future. Part of me is like, that's cool. And part of me is like, wait a second. I can never actually own it. That means I've always got to be hooked in. I've got to be addicted. So subscription model, all the things is such in style right now. And you know, it's funny because when you you add up all these aggr- you know, separate services as an aggregate, how much are you paying per month for digital services that you're only kind of using? You know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it yeah, we've talked about this before in an episode. It's like, yeah, people were cutting the cable because it couldn't get anything a la carte, but now everything a la carte is so parsed out that you have to have seven different services to cover all your <laughs> all your digital entertainment needs. And guess what? That costs more than cable. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. So I'll, let me put you on a spot, Bob. Is there anything that that could be invented that would maybe take a step back to not necessarily everyone owns a physical copy of something, um, you know, how, maybe like a virtual licensing service so you don't have to buy the same movie on four platforms? Do you have any, any ideas on how we do these things? They tried a virtual licensing service. I think, Ultraviolet. Maybe. Yeah, that or similar. I think that was one of yeah. them. And they realized that n- probably no one else would play ball with them. So now these individual providers offer multi-device content services. But your question was, could there be an invention that would take us back to in- individuals owning their content is that well, what the question well here's was? the problem i'm trying to solve so let me state it that way so in the beginning i had my copy i could use it offline and it was frozen in time think think a, an old video game there were no updates so you got what you got you got mario brothers uh and it was what it was but it's mine it's you know it's purchased and i i implicitly knew that i'm not going to get any updates and i was okay with that well and then fast forward to Adobe Photoshop. Well, same thing. You bought Elements or Creative Suite. There might be a bug fix here or there. But in general, here it is. You own it for 600 bucks or whatever it is. There you go. And then you could use it in per- perpetuity as long as the operating system could run it. But now they've taken that away where it's like, no, you got to pay N number of dollars a month. And if you stop paying, you don't even get the old stuff. You get nothing. Is is there an off ramp somewhere in between? I'd have we'd have to double check on that with the if you stop subscribing. I think if you stop, well, now that can't be true either because you could do like one 
like say you're an individual user and you'd be like, oh, here's my $9 a month. I'm going to do it for one month and I'm going to cancel and I'm going to keep that version. Right, they take it back. So yeah, yeah, you got to use it. You got to keep hanging into perpetuity. But I'd really love to know the flip side. Like there's a bonus here that we probably need to do service to. I mean, yeah, it sucks that everything is monthly subscription. But when you were talking about the video games of old and I was thinking about, wow, and then you started talking about the software and I started thinking about all the packaging of those things and all the waste generated by all that kind of stuff. And I know that, you know, I'm sure that that wasn't primary objective number one when Adobe went to a subscription service or Xbox, you know, really tried to focus on online gaming or online content versus all these packaged products. But it is kind of a, an, uh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a planned benefit. So, but it is. I mean, it's a benefit for the environment. That's a lot of crap. Ah, that gets me. Let me offer you a counter argument. So I've ranted about this on Twitter. So if we get rid of all the packaging, that's a win for the environment. Most people, or including me, would say yes. However, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So you want that new Adobe update? You want that new video game? Great. You're gonna download it. Is the internet? and downloading and running servers, download servers, and all that infrastructure, free, Bob. No, and I've thought the question you were going to ask is, is that a is that a net gain over the resources it takes to manage the packaging? And I don't know. I think one thing that Bitcoin has taught us is that, yeah, you can mine these mythical creatures, but the value of the mythical creature is severely diminished because of the energy it takes to get so it. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. So the big the big example for me is we're Apple. I'm going to troll on Apple some more. I love doing it. It's like a sport. Well, we're going to totally get back to that because I have questions too. So. Or, or even Netflix, if you will. So a movie is typically 3 gig in 1080p high def, not even 4K. 4K, you've got, uh, I don't know, double, triple, quadruple. I don't know what the math is there. But... I'm going to watch the movie Frozen with my girls for the hundredth time tonight or whenever. And guess what I've had to do with that three gig each and every time on a, on a, on a appliance device, Bob. You had to restream. Yeah. Because they don't allow you to download that shit. On Netflix, they allow you to download content. Okay. But not on a, okay. On a, on a computer. But if, I would say the general use case nowadays isn't having the family huddle around a computer. It's huddling around the TV with a, an appliance device, right? Right. And and they ain't going to store three gig of movies times 100 movies on a little thumb drive called an Amazon Fire Stick or uh, an right. Apple TV. Like like my Apple TV, I bought the 64 gig version. I'm like, yes, I, that's got to have some cash in it or something. Guess what the 64 gig is for? It's for the stupid video games that I never play, and it's for the operating system, and it's for all the apps. It's not for content. So, yeah, I will say that, yes, we are saving by not having packaging and trash and stuff like that, but we're also increasing the amount of energy that it takes because we we have the subscription model to totally bring it back. We have a subscription model that says, ah, you can't store a local copy because that would mean I would lose control of my intellectual property. Therefore, it's right. okay if we just spend more energy, use more gas, oil, coal, insert reason, you know, energy generation here. 
And of course, if you're Apple, you say, well, that's why we're, we've got green initiatives. Fuck you. I can't repair my phone. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I think, Bob. Back to you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to just let those thoughts live where they have been placed. I thought when we were talking about the Apple event, I thought the first question you were going to ask me, knowing that I am an Apple user for certain things, if there was anything I saw in the presentation that I would actually be interested in Hey, buying. Bob. Is there anything in the presentation nope, nope. that you're interested in buying? <laughs> well, I was going to flip it back on you because I know you're not an Apple user. See that? That's not that, an Apple see, user. That's, Did you find anything? That's hashtag fake news. I have an iPad Pro, an iPencil. My daughter has an iPad 2018 with an iPencil. Um, my wife has an iPhone. Um, she has an iPad. I, uh, I bought her a Mac uh, Adorable, which is the really small Mac. Um, and It's really called the Mac Adorable? Unofficially unofficially that's what the uh, that's what the internet calls it. it so um i really love ipad and i really love drawing on it and i used to really love macbook pros until they fucking got too clever for their own good touch bar With fuck, touch bar fucking butterfly <laughs> keyboard dongle everything you know so glue everything together i had the macbook 2013 it was great until my wife spilled coffee on it yes i remind her every time that she ruined it <laughs> <laughs> and then um i cracked that thing open and that was one of the few models where you could actually still change your hard drive now you can't even do any of this stuff without hashtag void warranty and if you want to get around all that you have to pay hashtag apple tax also known as apple care or you're screwed because it costs thirteen hundred dollars to fix my my macbook and i'm like screw you because they've integrated everything and i know uh what's his name jovi ivy whatever his name is hey your shit looks great but this whole I'm going to make it impossible for you design it. So it's impossible for you to fix it because I want to save a half a millimeter somewhere. Fuck that. No, he he's gone now though. Right. He's gone. But I, cause, cause people were flaming the fact that he was gone yesterday because they think that that new design is so ugly that well, they say he would have never let that happen. One of my favorite pictures was, oh, it looks like a cooktop. <laughs> can Tim cook iPhone 11 can. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, the the internet is filled with some really creative people. All right, so I apologize for the fake news. Apparently, you are an Apple user. Yeah, and I have Have Apple TV, which... Oh, I'm still ranting. Apple TV, which I feel is the number one absolute best uh, streaming device there is. And it would be even better if it would save fucking Frozen on the damn hard drive so I didn't have to fucking (laughs) download it every time in rural America. Okay, sorry. You got me going. Um, yeah, apparently I've got the uh, Kevin Rantinator <laughs> 2000 today. Um, so you mentioned a lot of things in there that you you might intriguingly answer this question. Did you see anything in the presentation yesterday that you buy? Bob, I owe you an apology. You asked me that question like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is the third time. I keep trying to bring it back to that because because you didn't ask it first. Okay. Um, I missed the iPad at the beginning, and I don't know... Maybe it was a little bigger screen. Don't care. I already got a nice iPad. It does everything I need. Um, I have a Galaxy Note 5 that's now four years old as of last month. Um, you know, I've eyeballed getting... That's not an Apple product. It is not. But I've eyeballed... <laughs> when it comes time to get a new phone, full disclosure, I will look at them all. I'll look at the Pixel. I'll look at the whatever the Android of the month is. And I'll look at the iPhone of the year is. And that's fine. But... 
what the answer is no not really sorry <laughs> i didn't see anything i wanted to buy <laughs> because here's why we are in lame duck mode between 4g and 5g everyone knows that 5g is coming there's really no reason to get a, another 4g phone unless for whatever reason you break yours and the camera stuff's cool not gonna lie really cool but i know that 5g is knocking on the door you hear that, Bob? 5G is... I don't know if you can hear that. 5G is... I can hear All right. 5G... Hope you didn't hurt your hand. I did, actually. Ow. That's going to hurt. <laughs> 5G is coming. Why the hell would you buy a phone right now? This is the lame duck edition for me. I wasn't uh, really intrigued by any of the hardware, but I was intrigued by the gaming subscription. Um... $4.99 a month. They're going to launch with a bunch of titles, but it's just funny that they came out with that because literally the day before, and you've mentioned this too, and I didn't realize that it already had it. So it's how much of a power Apple TV user I am. But I wondered how gaming would be on Apple TV. Um, do you have to buy special controllers you, or how does that you work? You can buy a controller, but this is old technology. I mean, you've been able to do this for years with with uh, Apple TV. This is why I'm thinking they've hit that that hardware saturation. So now they're going, oh, now we really need to actually provide content. It's like having the 4K TVs, but all the content's still 2K. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. We're future-proofing, but is there any 4K content? Well, there is kind of now. And same with this gaming stuff. Um, it's interesting, but I'm going to put a pin down because I have a thought on it on on the on the on the gaming yes i mean i'll just go into it all right bob five dollars <laughs> is great for you and i for a year admittedly it's not bad let's assume it's got a lot of games you want to play all right not not too bad. that's for the entire family that's for the entire family not bad here's who it may not be good for bob you're now a game developer on the i, I or apple tv platform and how much of that five dollars do you get for your game and how do you quantify well, that and that was one of the questions that i had jotted down because i felt like they were really trying to lowball price to you know entice new users and if they're going to launch with over 100 games like they mentioned something like they have a 100 game catalog ready to roll and they're going to add to it every month they've got some dollars invested already and it's not like they don't have the money but if you know, they could go to the developers and be like, hey, we're only charging five bucks a month. How much do you expect to get? So, I mean, that's an interesting ecosystem and an interesting angle that I hadn't considered. But I did, I have, I am questioning the price. And I'm sure that's part of the reason why. Yeah, I mean, if you're a musician or a you own the rights to the movie, it's kind of clear that, well, you get it based on how much was purchased. Now, if you were to look at a streaming service like Netflix and whatnot, they are in the model that the arcade's going to, which is we have a, a catalog from multiple people and we're charging a low amount to get access to the entire catalog. So it's not as if it's without its precedent. However, I'm pretty sure the way it works with Netflix and the the distributors of the video is they sign these contracts and be like, look, we're going to give you X number of dollars a month or total. And maybe some sort of, you know, maybe sort of watching, you know, bonus. Like a residual. Exactly. Yeah. But when you're at four ninety nine a month, a hundred games, I don't know if you've ever made a game, Bob, and made a movie. I've actually made both of those. Making a movie <laughs> is much easier 
and much cheaper. Well, la ti da. Well, well, I'm, <laughs> screw you. I'm just saying, making a video game is very hard and very expensive compared to, say, a two-hour movie. Or well, and you're you're also not bound to like support on a movie. You write right. it, you produce it, you publish it, you're done. <laughs> Export to MPEG four, <laughs> done, <laughs> right? Yeah. So game I, developer, you're never done. You know, unless you go out of business, you know, you're you're either supporting that game or coming up with a new version. So, of Bob, it. are you in the market for the new iPhone? I am not. My daughter actually is, um, but we went to a corporate store, which I don't know. So we're AT and T. And we like to go to corporate stores because the corporate stores don't necessarily work on a commission basis. So anyway, we found a corporate store in Greeley, which we were super excited about. We walked in. This was just two weekends ago. And my daughter is on an iPhone 6, I think. It's really, she needs a new one. The battery's shit. Um, But yeah, that's a whole nother rant. But anyway, the guy was like, hey, here's the deal. Every September... And I was like, wait, really? And he's like, every September they come out with new phones. And when they come out with the new phones, the legacy phones typically drop at least $100. He said, if I were you, I would wait. And my daughter was like, damn, he just dropped like real truth. Like he could have sold us a phone, <laughs> right now. you know, Johnny on the yep. spot and not even flinched. She's like, this is great. So we're waiting to see when the price drops, which I'm guessing won't be until they start shipping the newest phone. Uh- I saw an advertisement, I think it was AT&T or maybe it was T-Mobile, someone. It was one of the bigger ones. So this is, it gave me the effect that it wasn't 5G, but they were like flirting with like on the path to 5G, which is basically saying it's not 5G. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a clo- it's close, but not 5Gs, but we're going to use 5G to help market it, right? Yeah, I think that's Verizon or T-Mobile. Because, yeah, AT&T, they're so conservative about, you know, I think because they've been burned one too many times on their service areas, but they're really hesitant to make promises. So. <laughs> All right. So do we have any uh, additional thoughts on Apple before we kick the can? My last thing with Apple is just, like, they need to they need to refigure that aspect of their marketing. That aspect of their marketing it just feels so staged, so gross, so rehearsed, so intentional. Oh yeah. Like there's no spontaneity to it at all. I, but they're you could tell they're pretending to be spontaneous. I, I think I mentioned it to you. It's gotta be dreadful to work for Apple in, in like the real world because it seems so scripted every year. And it seems like these people are terrified if they go anywhere off script which they had to memorize for the last week of their life that they will be like strung up because it was i mean it's just like they look terrified to me you know for for they force a smile i'm supposed to smile on cue right now and then as you mentioned they're like something 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 cue the cute (laughs) video you know so such a formula hi we'd like to 
we'd like to introduce, you know, very exotic sounding person's name and they're going to welcome you to the new technology. And then the exotic person name comes out and says, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm really happy to announce the this new video. And then they walk off stage. And <laughs> they like, do the whole voice rice thing like, and now here comes the thing. Like, the, like they're just totally leading. You better applause when I'm done talking after this sentence or, I, you know, Tim Cook's going to come strangle well, you personally. I was going to suggest that they get an applause light because you could tell the crowd at times really didn't know when they were supposed to clap. And because it's bad presenting, the presenters were just, they're not good. The only thing that I want Apple to do better is the MacBook Pro. Because right now, I think they're just, they've, they've totally dropped the ball and they're in complete and 100% denial mode, I think. And I just want them to make MacBook Pro great again. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, that's my takeaway. All right, let's let's move off of Apple. I think we've beat them up. Enough. All right, what was let's, what, let's, what was next on the list? Let's beat up the next um, industry. Oh, <laughs> next next victim. Um, next. Um, I'm reading a headline from Vox here. California just passed a landmark law to regulate Uber and Lyft. What do you think, Bob? They're basically like they've changed the gig economy. They've made gig economy people regular employees. I think that's going to, I think it's going to implode those services because how are they not taxi drivers? The, yeah, exactly. Oh, 100% true. And last time I checked, Uber is hemorrhaging money, not just like trickling. Well, we're kind of not doing so well, but we're close. They are bleeding money. And reading through these articles, it's pretty much the reason that Uber and Lyft do not want to hire these people as regular employees is because it costs more money. So, yeah, it doubles the cost in most cases. Yeah. So how how do we I mean, this is just California. But this this tends to be the bellwether for how the rest of the states might go. They're gonna see how this plays out, and you know, go from there. But hmm, for those dominoes fall, what happens to Uber and Lyft? Yeah, other other big states where that serve those services are like very much needed and utilized, they will definitely go that way, or they'll lose um, they'll lose drivers to the states where they're treated like employees. It, it's just going to cascade. And one of the big things is, is if they become employees, then they can unionize. Um, so according to these articles, Uber was pretty much begging the California legislature, don't do this. What are you doing? And um, they lost. So Because they had no money to lobby with. They just had to ask nicely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I had talked one or two or a half dozen episodes ago how I brought up the fact that YouTube, some people were trying to unionize out in the creators space. Could you reason that creators could fall under the similar thing where it's like, hey, guess what? All those creators that you have out there, the ones that are on the payroll of advertising, you know what I'm saying? Part of your YouTube partner program. Guess what? They're employees now. They are guaranteed minimum wage, yada, yada, yada. And now they're going to unionize. Have a nice day. I wonder how YouTube would react to that though. And it'd be, I think that would be very negative. Like California could do that. California could do exactly what they just did to Uber and Lyft and say, Hey, YouTube, now YouTube's going to have money to lobby against this. But, you know, hey, YouTube, the, all of your content creators, 
that have those nice platinum and silver and you know gold plaques and whatever the fuck Pootie Pie just got. <laughs> um, you're gonna have to put them, make them official employees. First of all, I think the content creators would be like, "Nah, we're good back here, raking in you know six, seven figures. We're we're okay." They're not the ones who are going to be pushing this. It's gonna be the ones at the bottom, the ones who are just barely making a hundred bucks a month or something. Right. And they're the ones gonna have the story of, "I can't pay. I can't. This is a, this is not a living wage." I need more. And then they're going to be like, you know, getting together and bada bing, bada boom. There you go. I would like to know, though, what is the breakdown of money? Is all the money in YouTube towards the top? You know, if you pick the, whatever the living wage number is in America, how many people are north of that line on the advertising uh, oh, payer? And how many I think are we're south talking, of that? I think we're talking less than one tenth of one percent that's at the top. I agree. And that's why I, mean, I think this could happen over in YouTube land, because I think you've got more people who would be for it, who are feeling like the man or the woman is against them. And they're going to be like, yeah, we we deserve rights, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And you, when you have a state like California, that is, I think, you know, sixth, seventh or eighth in world economies right up there, you know, that that's going to impact. I mean, if they do it for that, they could easily do it for DoorDash or any like any gig economy service. They could make those, and those companies would crumble. So, because they couldn't really do it. Looking at some of these articles further, it seems that the only way Uber, DoorDash, and whatnot can make money is to take advantage of the fact that they are contractors and not employees. So, I think you're hundred percent right that. Maybe we look back in a few years and go, hey, remember that time when Uber, you know, was cool and hip and now it's just yellow cab out, you know, and yeah. wherever. <laughs> it kind of baffles me that California, like, which seems like it could have been the birthplace. Well, Silicon Valley. Where's Silicon Valley? That's in San Jose, California area. Yeah, California. Yeah. So all of these gig economy, like, you know, it's like a gig economy think tank there. And the the state is in effect almost trying to shut down the idea of gig economy. Well, we've talked at great length about how technology is ahead of its skis. I think that's a Colorado expression, by the way. <laughs> yeah, being being out over your there. You skis go. God, I still got it. Very it difficult. So I think technology difficult to turn stop otherwise is um, you know ahead of the laws and even though it's california and whatnot the california legislature still has to deal with i don't know the real people who are not in tech the real people who might be impacted because you know if we were looking at who who gets all the money in the gig economy you know i'm sure there's a lot of uber and lyft drivers that make good money but much like the youtube creators i'm pretty sure it's not a bell curve i'm pretty sure it's loaded to one side and the executives are on the one side that are just skimming a few bucks off every transaction and going into the corporate coffers. Actually, I know they're all losing money. I get that. But is Uber not paying their CEO? Did they not take a check and a bonus? I'm pretty sure they do. Right. Right. <laughs> so I don't feel bad. I, I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to crush it, but I don't feel bad. I want them to go after Facebook next because I think Facebook's just <laughs> eating our lunch. And you know what? I think they need to be reined in. 
Yeah, I think they probably need to be focusing their energies more in that direction than Uber and Lyft drivers, honestly. But uh, do you know anyone who does Uber or Lyft? Yeah, uh, Sunday's husband John Coulter. He, in addition to his comedy, that's kind of what he does to get his material. So he drives pretty much on the regular. Pick, picks up a bunch of weirdos and be like, hey, this, this is be great material. Um, I well, guarantee when he when he pushes the button to pick up the ride, he starts like praying to whoever he prays to and just hopes it's a weirdo. He's like, come on, let it be a weirdo. Let it be a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to, to know what the general feel is like a room full of Uber and Lyft folks from random spot on the map hey what do y'all think about this is it good for you is it bad for you because you know another expression the squeaky wheel gets the oil right so is it just a handful of people clamoring and then the majority are like hey no we actually don't want this you know i don't know uh i'm sure coming to uh a screen near us very soon they're going to have that exact focus group with those kind of drivers to ask those questions all right. So, uh, anything further on... What was, what was next on the old list? You know what? I My list is now, I think, um, expired here. So, uh, crap. Nothing. So, is this Ooh. the part where I, um, I don't know, vamp a little bit and be like, hey, Bob, as I like try to type for some headlines? Oh, oh, I, I did forget one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, Alien stock. What are you yeah, talking about? There you go. We totally forgot alien <laughs> stock. So the creator of that is now fearing a humanitarian disaster. Uh, also known as the creator of that has now gotten a conscience, right? So is this is this tied to the um, the invasion of Area 51? Yes. Or it was this just something that was gimmicky? I don't know, but it raises a good point that if you ask many thousands of people to descend on a place that can't support it, odds are somebody's going to get hurt, if not get killed or (laughs) something, because there's not enough food, not enough water, you know, just basic things like taking a dump, you know, it's going to create all kinds of odd things. So I don't know. What do you think? Well, that's that's the that's the definition of what happened at Fire Festival. Well, yeah, because I guess they actually did end up having it. Did you ever watch that documentary? I haven't. I was going to ask you if you did. Have you? Oh God, yeah. It's it is it is must see television in my opinion. <laughs> okay, no, I have seen it, but I've kind of clicked past it because now I'm oh. watching Russian sex bots. You know. <laughs> but did you? But so so you did not watch the whole thing. I have not seen it. Nope. Oh, you have to. It's a train wreck. It's just a nonstop train wreck. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, well, that that's all I had on my list, Bob, unless you can pull a rabbit out of your hat here. I think I need to stick a pin in it. Nope. I think alien stock was our, uh, our last bit of hoorah. So. All right. Just one more piece of business then, Bob, and it is. I'm going to bring the random topic lightning. Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? 
Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. 